0: Welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, where I help you fix your Catholic marriage. I've coached and helped hundreds of men in their marriages, and now I want to help you. Call 313-RADICAL now. That's area code 313-RADICAL. And ask me anything on tough marital issues, such as what to do when she's asked for a divorce, what to do when you have a mutual agreement of separation, but you didn't want it. What to do when your wife is cold and distant What to do when your wife is having an affair What to do when your marriage is bad, boring, lukewarm, and passionless What to do when you engage in a mental embrace less than once a month What to do when you sleep in separate bedrooms What to do when she has left the home with or without the children What to do when you are divorced but didn't want it Call 313-RADICAL. That's area code 313-723-4225. That's area code 313-723-4225. Again, call 313-RADICAL right now for answers to intimacy problems, communication problems, prayer and spiritual warfare problems, authentic masculinity problems, a.k.a. how to man up. So... Sit back, relax, take a chill pill, and get ready to rock. But don't duck. Can you feel it? Catholic Alpha Radical coming at you now. Hello and welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, the podcast that helps you fix your Catholic marriage every day Monday through Friday 10 a.m eastern while also giving you winning tactics for marriage problems, girlfriend problems intimacy problems for men. Moreover where well, my main mission is to keep you out of divorce court and where marriage unchained the art of one flesh divorce combat coaching is the flavor of the day baby while also helping men understand marriage, not courting and dating in the Catholic faith. Why? Because dating is for sex and courting is for marriage. In this 76 episode, spiritual warfare for husbands, the Catholic way to battle Satan for your beloved and win. Plus, live calls from you answering your marriage and crisis questions so get in the queue I've helped hundreds of minute marriages so give me a chance to help you 313 723 4225 that's 313 radical don't wait get in the queue now for some resolution to your marriage confusion <laughs> Quote of the day. So I got a good one today, y'all. Pay attention. Pay attention. This is deep, deep, deep. Pay attention. Quote of the day. So let's do this. Quote, no one wants to believe in evil. Really. Above all, not in an evil being, an evil spirit. Everyone wants to abolish the idea. (laughs) <laughs> to admit the existence of evil means a responsibility and no one wants that responsibility. That is the opening through which the evil spirit crawls, stilling all suspicions, making everything seem normal and natural. This is the thought, the unwariness of the ordinary human being, which amounts to a dis- disinclination to believe in evil. And if you do not believe in evil, how can you believe in or ever know what good is? End quote. Father Malachi Martin. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me to help you in yours. Get live Catholic marriage help Monday through Friday. 10 a.m. Eastern, with some resolution to your marriage confusion. So we are back, so let's get going with today's uh, today's content. Uh, it's very good. It's a little long, but it's important um, because regard, I'm going to embark on a new series that is to really, really try my best to help you in in your marriage on our daily quests, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern. Um, and we start out with the question, are you a holy lover? Are you? Does your beloved deserve any less than your best? Is your mission to become the man God created you to be? Do you understand your role, your duty as a man in marriage? Is your marriage thriving, prosperous, peaceful, full of the Holy Spirit? Or, my friend, is it lackluster, passionless, void of intimacy? Are you and your beloved one flesh? Do you avoid each other like the plague? Do you go along to get along? Just to have peace in your home. Do you want more, crave more, hunger for more, but don't understand how to get what your marriage needs? Does your marriage, in essence, lack greatness? Well, today, in the next 33 days, probably a little bit more than that, I am going to try my best to help you. To help you understand that no longer can we, as men, be asleep. No longer. No longer can we be asleep. I'm going to try my best to help you to understand your purpose, given not by Jerry, but by God. It's important that we understand that. Because once we understand that, then what happens is things just seem to go a little bit better. We can handle things better. We understand what to do. Okay? I want to try to help you in your pursuit of greatness because every man, if he's any kind of man, has a goal to be great. Now, whether he has the heart and the warrior spirit to accomplish that, that remains to be seen. But deep down, we have a calling to be great. And that greatness is to what? To move us, our children and our family toward God. That is greatness. And for you as the leader of that family to stand before Christ one day and Christ says, well done, my son, well done. I, in fact, yearn for that. I really do. I yearn for that. And I hope that one day you will yearn for it, too. Matter of fact, in my marriages, I've, you know, I've experienced many of the above questions. I didn't understand what I was supposed to accomplish on this earth. Do you you ever have that feeling? Don't you hate it? Like, what am I supposed to be doing here? (laughs) Like, why am I here? Why does it hurt so much? Why am I not happy like all the time? Sure, man, we all go through that. Now, the difference between the great ones and the mediocre ones or the clueless ones is how we handle that, right? How do we handle that pull towards greatness, towards God. Because, let's be real, in the end, what really matters is, look, first of all, as a man, we should be considering our mortification every single day. Every single day, we should be thinking about our death. This is why we need our priests and our pastors to preach on death. Why? So that we at least think about it somewhat, sometimes, and, de- and and understand how to think about it. Most people go, "Oh man, Jerry, man, it's a buzz killer, dude. A buzz killer. <laughs> you you killing my buzz. You killing my caffeine high." <laughs> but look, man. If we don't think about our death and judgment, then how will we keep our lives straight? Really, what that's called is an examination of conscience. So in the Catholic faith, that's what we call it. Every day, you're supposed to do an examination of conscience of your daily, of what you did that day to move towards God. Did you offend God, which is basically a mortal sin? Did you do a venial sin? Maybe, you you know, you did a small lie or you, you did something that, you know, you really shouldn't have done. Um, but the main thing, man, is to evaluate our relationship with God every day. And that's what an examination of conscience is for. Okay. So that's what happened to me. I had the same questions you have. I am no different than you. You are no different than me. Like I said, the only difference is how we handle it, how we choose to deal with it. Mortification is a virtue, which means die to yourself. Die to yourself, which means what in essence? Let God script you. Let your wife script you. Let your children script you, which means what? I do not ever consider my wants, desires or needs because I will never be fulfilled as a man if I do. Okay, I had a family. I had a wife, but didn't realize my purpose where I was supposed to go. More important, where was I headed? Not to mention how to lead them there. So I did what everyone else did. I did what you did. You did what I did. We all together. We're all brothers in this. <laughs> we all we are. I chased the dollar, right? All, all the get quick, rich. All the get rich quick stuff. You know, all the stuff you are gonna make all this money, man. You are gonna be this billionaire, millionaire? I did it. You did it. We all did. We've all done it. You know, one thing I've realized that we all ha- have these gifts, man. I realized. You know, I know everybody says, well, God gives you all gives you gifts to this. And you know, you know, a lot of times we just like go along with the with the narrative. Yeah, okay, God gives us gifts. That's great and everything. Okay, what's mine? Right? That's kind of like, you know, where when am I gonna get mine? But what I have realized, man, in the years of doing this a lot, is that there are certain people, man, they just had they're just good with money. <laughs> They are great with money. I mean, not just great. They are like awesome with money. They could do whatever they want to do and the money will still come. (laughs) And I hate them. (laughs) No, I'm just playing. I'll just play. all know I'm just playing. But I have realized, man, that people, some people just women, men, it doesn't matter. Heck, some kids these days, they just have this knack. For no, whatever they do, the dollars just fall their way. Just like some people's gift is looks, man. He, I got a son like that. The boy is as handsome. He's he's probably he looks better than any movie star ever was. I'm not gonna lie. My son is uh he's half black and half Native Indian, Native American, and my wife teases him all the time. Boy, you just don't know how good looking you are. <laughs> And she teased him and everybody in the house teased him because he, you know, he wouldn't know a woman was cracking on him if she walked right up to him and kissed him smack dead in the mouth. (laughs) But, you know, some people, their gift is their looks because why it gets them, it gets them places, right? It gets them a leg up, you know, some people don't know how to use it. Some people do, you know, and some people. They just, their personality is like people just drawn to them no matter what they do. Like my wife, she could be mad and she still draws you to her. That's crazy, ain't it? (laughs) So um, that being said, I want you to understand that, you know, we all have our gifts and gifts. God gives us the gift to help us to go and move toward him to evangelize for him to bring other souls to him that's why man, it's so important that you understand your role as a man in your family um thank you teresa oh that is so sweet <laughs> um but i will say that even though we have these gifts we have to use them properly because why how many dudes man have you seen they man they the best basketball, like in New York. What is that? What is that? Somebody comment on that. What is that park in New York where all the great basketball players go in New York and they they play? And all these dudes like the, the, the GOAT came out of there. Uh I you know, all these great basketball players, you know, they go there and they so great, but they don't make the NBA. You know, matter of fact, they wind up in jail and stuff. This is how our gifts are. You know, either we use them for greatness or we don't. We just waste it and squander it. But, man, that comes with the warrior spirit. People don't really realize we must be groomed as we grow. You know, we can't leave. We can't be left to our own faculties because we will screw them up. That's why you need a father and a mother in the home, right? So I pursue careers, too. You know, we all pursue careers. We think, well, if I could just get this great career, I'm going to be so happy. No, you ain't. No, you ain't. If that was true, dude, you know how many people uh, people jump off buildings all the time. They got more money than me and you. If it was just about money or matter of fact, if it was just about prayer or if it was just about having looks or whatever to make your marriage great. That would be it. That would be it. The reason I say that it you need to engage in spiritual warfare for your marriage, because that's the foundation, that's where it starts. But that's just the foundation you as the man have to take it further than that with the warrior spirit. Okay. So I tried much passion to fill my empty gut with things, stuff, stuff, sex and distractions. None of it worked. None of it worked. I, uh, I required something more because I start to think, man, there had to be something. There's got to be something more than this, man. You know, I wasn't in, I wasn't a Catholic. I wasn't a Christian. I wasn't a, a, a Protestant. I wasn't nothing. I wasn't nothing. And so, but even at that, this is how you know that Christ writes things on our hearts in our souls, because even as a man that was nowhere near God, didn't care, could care less. Um, I, all of a sudden, I had this eagling to me like, man, what am I, I'm not going, what am I freaking doing here? Why? I mean, why is my wife dead? <laughs> I mean, you know. Why don't I have any money? Why am I struggling day to day? Why do I have all this pain? It's 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 gotta be a reason. There has to be a reason. And the reason is God. Because that would God, that's what God does when we our bridges get too big and we start moving away from him, moving away from Him, because that is God's ultimate purpose for us to be in the beatific vision with Him. And when we start moving further away from that, what does he do? He allows the demonic in our lives. Okay? That is very, very important that you understand that. Christ is in charge of all temptation. All of it. When there's pain in your life, Christ allows it. and So the reason why is because if there was no pain and no suffering in your life, how would you know that I, that I need the creator? This hundred years, it's not for us to play around. It's not. It's not for us to go out and have all the pleasure activities we can and just be just so happy, happy, happy. Only complete and true fulfillment lies within the Holy Spirit, the Trinity. And God knows that. But he he just can't he just can't make your life miserable all the time, because if he did, then, you you know, you probably commit, your, you know, commit yourself or kill yourself or something. I don't know why, but I do know that that the more we move away from God, the more the pain rises in our life. OK, and we'll go more into that later. So i there i I said I remember that i I was thinking to myself there had to be something more to this life, man, of just to be messing around and going to work every day and coming home. Think about it, if that's all we do, that is like a miserable life after about six minutes <laughs> uh, so by the grace of God, more did present itself to me. I stopped allowing myself to become distracted with the lure of society i just uh Moreover, I decided to rise and search for the truth of my life. When my wife died, my first wife died of leukemia, man, it took like two years for me to like really like absorb that. Uh, Why? Well, for one thing, I had two kids to raise and I was like by myself and I didn't really have time to focus on that, right? As a man, you, that's why women get mad at us. Like your wife got murdered in front of you. How are you not crying? Dude, I don't react to, I don't react to trauma like you react to trauma, you know that's just look i I don't cry sometimes sometimes some dudes and some women too, some women don't cry in trauma they 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 process it differently, you know. I hate but I know I hate when uh, uh movies do that and, and detective shows do that, you know. But that's the deal. When my wife died, first wife, died, it took a long time, two years for me to really because I would look and I look back on those two years, and I made some dumb decisions. Man, I did all kind of stupid stuff, all kind of stupid stuff. So, moreover, what does this all mean? What does all of that mean for my wife and my family and for me? There had to be more to this life than a mere 100 years than death. So when I talk. Fellas, when I talk and I say 100 years, that means that I'm assuming that we're going to live 100 years. Okay, some of us live more. Some of us live less. I know that. But just as a round number to help us put things into perspective about eternity and that this life is a test. It's a test for women, but women have a different test. They have different responsibilities in this life than men do. And so that's why, you know, I say all the time that this life is a test and every decision, everything you do contributes to that test. Don't think it ain't true. Don't make that mistake. OK, so this the uh, there had to be more to this life than a mere 100 years than death. This logic made no sense and it shouldn't make any sense to you, too. Man, this is why people Oh, this gets me up and hyped up. People do not realize that if there is no God, right, why do we go through all of this pain stuff? It's it, it, Like, another one of the things I always say, like, why is somebody born in Haiti, which is one of the poorest countries on the planet, and then somebody is born in, say, England, or we'll say United States, which is a very prosperous country. Why? Why is that? You've, you've got to ask you, yourself these questions so that you can get perspective of the world and the universe and how it works. And so he's like, well, he just was, he was unlucky. He was unlucky. He got, he got wouldn't pay, you know, he was, he's unlucky. He was born poor. No, it, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make logical sense. So what I've come up with, and hey, you can always consult the saints because in, in the church, I mean, I don't know. This is, just, I don't really know the answer to that, but this is what, I have come to think about it in my prayers and kind of like my knowledge of the church and kind of how I thought to think about it. So if the, if the ultimate goal of God is to get everybody as many souls as possible in the beatific vision with him, then he has to do whatever it takes to get those souls to understand that they need to come back to him. So if a soul is placed in America in a certain situation that soul needs to be in america to better get him to move closer to god if a soul is born in haiti um say we'll say then that person needs to be poor so that he can can grow closer to god in a different way to make sure that he has the grace to move closer and move toward god throughout his life people don't really understand this is why when you when I hear uh, priests and and and, and uh, talk about mercy, mercy, mercy all the time in our in our parishes, I get worried. Because if God is merciful, everything's mercy, 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 and love, 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 then okay, that means I can do anything I want. I could go, I can go kill somebody and risk my life, and God's gonna forgive me no matter what I do. That is true in a way, but it ain't true. You know what the real mercy of God is? is when you do commit a mortal sin, that he don't strike your butt down right then. That's what mercy is. (laughs) That's what mercy is, okay? So now, my mission of this episode and beyond and these next 33 episodes is to get you to elevate yourself, to rise from a nothingness, meaningless existence. Furthermore, to realize every decision, every thought, Every action you take means something in the universe. Please try to understand that this makes your life mean something. When you realize every decision I make, every thought I have and I analyze, all of this is a test and it it pertains to God. There's nothing in the universe, on this planet, in your home that does not pertain to our Lord Jesus Christ. Nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing. And when you look at it like that, it changes your life. It changes, it changes, it changes. Okay? Next. Uh, And so the next thing is, furthermore, uh, your marriage, your beloved, your children, they are depending on you to lead them to greatness, to eternity. More important, to help them reach their full potential as members of the kingdom of God. My brother, can you do this? Will you fail as my girl, seven of nine on Voyager used to say, you will fail. (laughs) Y'all know I love Star Trek anyway, but look, that is the thing. Will you fail? Will you allow the demonic to enter your home, stay there and cause, keep causing chaos in your marriage, your family and all of that stuff. Okay. Um, are you the man for this mission? Ask yourself, am I the man for this mission? Well, it don't matter if you are or not, you, you have to be because, my friend, there's no one else. If you've got to understand that if you, as the man of your family, do not engage in the spiritual battle daily, nobody else will. And if your and if your wife is pissed off at you, most women. When they feel that their husband don't love them anymore, that there's no, to connect, there's no emotional connection and that the marriage is going to crap, they stop going to church and stuff. They stop relying on God. So basically what it comes down to, she leaves. And guess who's the only person that is praying for your marriage and for your house and for your children and all of that? You. This is why as a man, you can never waver in your responsibility. Your life from this day forward for the rest of your life is to engage in spiritual warfare. You've got to do it. You've got to do it. There's a great book called um, uh, I have all the guys in my program get it's called Father Ripker uh, uh, Deliverance Prayers by Father Chad Ripker. Why? Because that's spiritual warfare in there. you got to understand the Catholic Church that is Christ, Christ Church has been around for uh, has been around for 2,000 years, over 2,000 years, and so The prayers that exorcists come up with, the prayers the saints come up with, the most beautiful prayers in the church come up with is because those prayers work, have worked over centuries, over millennia. They're more powerful. They're proven to work. This is why relying on vocal prayer all the time, oh, Jesus, 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 save me, Jesus, save me, Jesus. You know, that's nice and good, but that is like the lowest form of prayer. This is why in order to get to to, to greatness with God, to a connection with God, we must engage in the spiritual warfare. And that starts with meditation. Meditation is the second level of prayer of the nine. There are nine levels of prayer. Vocal prayer is the weakest. It's number one. And then meditation is very strong because you meditate and that that brings you to God. And then what happens is that starts to get you leaning toward the other the other. uh, the other levels, not other the other seven levels of prayer. Hi, honey. Hi, baby. Thanks for saying hi to me on my show today. <laughs> so that being said, let's get moving. So if you follow the attributes to decide you want more from your marriage, as well as your children, for yourself than just a meager one hundred years of existence, then I ask you sacrifice yourself, your wants, your very desire, in benefit of Jesus Christ and your beloved wife. Become a man of courage, man. Embrace your suffering in service of beloved of your beloved and Christ. In fact, give your life away for something greater than yourself. I promise you, if you do what I'm asking you to do, what will happen is, man, you're, you will start to become fulfilled as a man. You will start to become satisfied as a man. Sure, you're going to be in pain. You're going to deny your happiness. But how can you be happy? How can you as a man truly be happy when your wife, God, and your kids are not happy with you or happy in themselves? You can't. You can't. Okay? Once again, become a hero. Once again, become the husband she needs. Once again, become the man of her dreams. Now, I talk, y'all might think, man, Jerry, that's some wussy, wussy stuff. No, it ain't. Dude, no, it ain't. We've got to start treat, stop treating our wives like partners. Oh, your partner. Oh, your partner. Man, that my wife ain't my partner, man. She's my beloved, dude. My wife is my beloved. And that's how I look at her and that's how I talk to her. When you start looking at your wife as a partner or as a buddy at work and you try like a buddy on the street... Your wife starts to say, "Well, man, you just treat me like everybody else. What am I? Why am I special?" She, I'll help you. She ain't special. She ain't okay. You must bring out the fire and desire in your woman. You've got to do it. Then you will start to get what you want. But you got to do it first. Which I've said that plenty of times. You guys know that. So. Again, I plead with you, become the man God created you to be. In essence, become a holy lover. That's why I called it a holy lover. You're holy, you're a lover, you you love God, you love your wife, you love your children, and you, you do things as a holy, uh, perfectionist man, virtuous man, and you spread your love throughout your family to God, to your children. And then they take your love and distribute it to others. Believe it or not, man, that's how it works, man. That's how it works. That's how important you are as a man, dude. I just wish people, people could just take my brain and put it into your brain as a man. And so you could see how I see things. And man, you would see, you would see, man, okay, I get it. I get it. Most guys listen to me right now, they don't get it. Most men I talk to every day um, to come in my program, they don't get it. Because why? Me, we have been beaten down so much over the last 60, 70, 80 years. We don't know which way is up anymore. This is why you've got to engage in the proper way to pray, in spiritual warfare, in the spiritual battle every day so that the demons get away from you and then you can think clearly. So real quick, let's go over spiritual warfare as far as like... The three ways that we not, because when I talk about demons, everybody goes, ah, you know, because people don't see demons. They don't see them. And so you don't have that science, you know, and I'll go for the thing, God created science before you get it twisted. um, But science is only meant to see the the natural world. It's not meant to see the supernatural world. So it's that's why you people say, well, the church can change and God can change. No, he can't. And the church can't change either. Because if God could change, that means he's not God. That means he's not all-knowing, okay? So there are three ways. As a man, your second mission as a man is to defend. So that means to what? Defend against the demonic in your home and keep him out of your home. So that's your second mission. So if that's your second mission, what you got to understand is what that means. So there are three ways that the, the demons can influence us, okay? If you want more on this, go to father Ripperger and put in the demons or whatever on sense of on YouTube. He, they way better than me. I'm just giving you the, you know, the, uh, the gist of it. So there are three ways that the, the demonic can influence your life. First off is called possession P O S possession. Okay. That's like the movie, the exorcist, like the demon is, is allowed by Christ to possess the person's body, and to control them, and do all that kind of stuff, levitate, all that stuff is rare, 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 it almost never happens, you know, which is proof that the supernatural world is real, okay, the other thing is, um, the other second way that the demons uh, uh, influence our lives is through obsession, OB as in boy, obsession, so obsession it's like what happened to Padre Pio, where he was the demons were allowed to uh, are allowed to assault you, to beat you up, to physically assault you. Okay. So that's rare, rare, rare too. That's rare, rare, rare. The thing that happens to most everybody throughout their life is the big daddy. The big daddy is oppression. OP as in Paul. Oppression. So oppression means what? that the demonic, the demons, the fallen angels are allowed to whisper in your ear, to influence your thought, to affect your marriage, your relationships with your children, your finances, your money, your bank account, uh, you, you know, and so when you hear me, that is all the time. This is why you hear me say, either you're going to listen to the the demons or you're going to listen to the Holy Spirit or your guardian angel. Again, remember, if you believe in in heaven and God, you've got to believe in hell, you've got to believe in purgatory, you've got to believe in angels and demons. Why? Because Christ said it many, many times in scripture. Okay? And we'll go over that in a second too. But that's that's the three ways. So, I'm not joking. I'm not playing. The stuff is real. There has to be a supernatural world because that's where God is. Okay? Next. So, A holy lover. Let me be clear. Even though I create the concept of the holy lover, along with the help of the Holy Spirit, I myself have not reached the full potential of holy lover status. I must admit, becoming a holy lover is a journey, is not something you can accomplish in a year. Something of this magnitude takes time, perseverance, patience, discipline, humility and prayer. But above all, to reach holy lover status requires the help of of God and his merciful grace. As you embark on this path towards the Father, towards greatness, I implore you to lean on prayer and the Holy Spirit to help guide you. You cannot become great, holy, a saint without our Lord. It's impossible. So I've divided the 33 gifts of a holy lover into three categories. The first category is prayer warfare. Which is basically spiritual warfare. The reason I call it prayer warfare is because guys don't know, don't even know how to pray right. So we've got to understand what prayer is, what it means, how to engage in it properly to get what you're trying to get. Okay, so it's called prayer warfare, which is basically spiritual. The other one is the art of maleness. The second category is the art of maleness, which means you as a man understanding what it means to be like Christ, the ultimate man, Him and Saint Joseph. Okay. The next, the third category is making love mastery, where you understand what intimacy is really about through the eyes of God, through the eyes of uh, of, uh, of intimacy, not eroticism and not lust. Okay. Most people like they don't understand about even women. You know, I know, I know women's bodies better than they know them. Well, that's because, hey, you know, i, I you know, I've researched and I, you know, hey, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> women don't like that. How does he know my body burned me? He don't know my body better than me. How can he say that? (laughs) I get get wise all the time. I get wise all the time in my group. I had to shut him down. I had to shut him down. Look, I know more about your body than you. Would you please stop trying to tell me? Let me help your husband help you. (laughs) So, again... That's making love mastery, understanding intimacy outside the bedroom, intimacy inside the bedroom, and how to bring God into that outlet. So each each category is is as important as the other. Further, each category should be strived for and completed for total success. You cannot neglect one category in favor of another and expect to reach ultimate and true man. You must embrace each, each category to become a holy lover. In the next few weeks, like I said, I'm going to go over all the gifts of a holy lover, which is what I call them, the 33 gifts of a holy lover. Why? So that you can learn how to display and impose and force up on your beloved all the love, holiness that she can stand from you, her beloved husband. Now, look, you ain't going to become a holy lover by just listening to me. You're going to have to get some help, you know, Um, and that's where I come in as your marriage coach. Okay, so that being said, let's get started. A holy lover is a man of courage, true man. He understands in order to serve, he must deliver the gifts of his manliness given to him by God. A holy lover understands every action, every thought, every word is a gift given in service of our Lord and our beloved wife. Why do I not talk about kids? I help people with kids all the time. I don't talk about kids because people get crazy with kids. Kids are higher than God. Kids are higher than their husband. Kids are higher than their wife. Kids are this. Kids, are all we got to protect the kids. But then when I want a divorce, screw the kids. I don't care about no kids. I love them. Yeah, you know we don't. We don't love our kids. We don't. Because as soon as we want a divorce, all, that's, all our bets are off. So the way I look at it is this. We got to get you and God and your wife's relationship right first then the kids will come along. I don't care if your kids are 99 or if they're one. They will come along. We've got to stop putting kids above, like they're this holy grail. They're not. Kids get in the way of you and your wife. You cannot allow kids. I got. I know I got people that they allow their kids to sleep in a bed with them. Why would you allow your kid to sleep in a bed with you? How are you and your wife going to make love and have intimacy and get closer and become one flesh If we got kids and dogs in the bed with us, we have just fallen so far. (laughs) We have just fallen so far. (laughs) And I know somebody says, "Will I let my dog stay in the bed with us. No. If you're a wife, if you are a wife and you want your dog in the bed, and most wives want the dog in the bed, you know why? And if the kids come to bed, you know Why? It ain't because they love the dog and the kids, I'm sure, which, which they do, but it's because they don't want that. <laughs> she don't want her husband making no advances. <laughs> oh, I get dudes all the time. Man, she won't put the dog out of the bed, man. And she got the dog in the middle of us, man. The dog is 200 pounds, man. <laughs> so uh I know I joke around, man, but this is how you gotta rock it, but that's how you gotta rock it. So that being said, um, you got to unleash the love. You got to get the magnificent passion and holiness in your marriage. And after the break, we're going to go into it. Also, what do you think? Get on the phone. Call me and let's let's talk about it. If you don't agree with what I said, please tell me. I don't care. I want you to not. You don't have to agree with me cuz, you know, think about finding the holes in what I'm saying. Hey, that's cool with me. Or, or if you got a marriage problem, you know, your wife is she wants to leave you guys are not have as much intimacy as you want anything like that i'm here so after the break we're going to get into our final segment so let's rock this bam if you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me. Personally, for free. Yes, within thirty days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit Save My Catholic dot com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit Save My Catholic dot com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, Save My Catholic Marriage dot com. All right, all right. So, how is your marriage? Is it bad, terrible, good, great, holy, legendary? Okay, if it's not, get on that phone and give me a call and let's work and help other people. Remember, when you talk to me, you're not just... I have a lot of downloads on my podcast. Now, I don't have a million or a hundred thousand, nothing like that, but I got a few. So, you got to remember... You, we've got to get in this mode. This is why if you're listening to me, if you're listening to me and you listen to me all the time on a regular basis, at least once a week, you should be sharing this podcast. Don't keep it to yourself. Don't be like, Oh man, he's got all these secrets, man. I'm going to learn them and then I'm a, then I'm gonna go and I'm going to tell my, I'm going to get it on my wife. <laughs> you know, no, you should be clicking that share button and sharing this podcast to as many of your friends as you can. Everybody, every one of your friends has marriage problems. They all do, even the great ones. But people have this knack of denying themselves, of denying that they're in problem. They're in problem mode. So my job is to help get it out, to help you understand that I I can fix things before they get bad. Before they get bad and I get marriage crisis. So I'm asking you, share the podcast share to your friends tell your family help people get into server mode i my your job and my job is to serve to give christ to everybody and the one of the easiest ways is when you hear something that can help everybody especially in the crisis of marriage which is the center the core of the universe you must share that and and and, and let everybody know what's going on okay and try to help them because people your your people might not listen to you like your son or daughter might not listen to you, but they might listen to me. You know what I'm saying? It's like God sends people in our lives, especially our kids life where they won't listen to us because they listen to us for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. And then somebody else comes along and says the exact same thing we said. And then your kids go, oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, I'm going to do that. And you go, but I said that like 500 times. (laughs) But that's how it works. Okay, so let's get into it. We got 13 minutes left. So we're going to rock this. I'm going to run through this real quick because I want you guys to understand category one, spiritual warfare, prayer warfare. Okay, so let's do it. Oh, I got a call. Boy, he's whoever this is, is just in time, just in time. That's great. Get started. So, hold on. Let me switch my um scene and we will go because callers are number one. Callers are number one, they take top priority. So, let me get my little pad out. Let me see. Talk. Hello, can you hear me? Hello. 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 I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes. I can hear you. Oh man! Don't tell me I can't. Oh, caller, can you hear? What's your? What, can, can you hear me? We must have a bad connection. Oh, shoot. He's going to call back. Please feel call back. Five, four, three, two. I'll call him back. See if that. Hello? Why is it? I'm not hearing him. Ah, there you go. Hi, uh, you Kip Sorrell with KC Chemical Solution. Uh, I can't get to the phone right now. Please leave me a message. I'll get right back to you. Thank you. Oh, I'm so sorry. Hey, man, try to call back. I don't know what happened to our um, what happened to our connection, but I heard you. Um, So go ahead and call back and I will. We will get back into it. I'm so sorry, dude. I don't know what happened. I think we had a bad connection because I, I heard you. You just didn't hear me. OK, so anyway, I guess we're not going to do it. Sorry. I'm sorry, y'all, that I tantalized you. <laughs> I'll th- just think it was a bad call, a bad connection. So we'll get back to business. So that being said, uh man, if you call back, I promise I'll stop and we'll rock it. So let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. So spiritual warfare. Why as men do we neglect it, resist it, believe somehow that it's not quite real? if you are christian and believe in god jesus christ and the holy spirit you then must believe in the supernatural world in heaven hell purgatory in angels and demons these are dogmas of the catholic church the church uh christ started christ church in sacred scripture christ mentions hell and demons and legions of angels many times please understand this and i said this earlier in the other segment. Are are we to say that Christ is lying? I mean, the scriptures people kill me how they look at scripture and analyze it, or they don't they don't read scripture and then they don't really know what it's saying, and then they go out in, in the world and start saying stuff that really doesn't make sense. Um that being said, um are we to say that Christ is lying? Because if he is lying, then he is not God. God is not real. And all this suffering, pain, and sacrifice on this earth means nothing, which I talked about earlier. Many think that they can just say, Jesus, protect my family, and then do nothing else to help. How many Christians you know like that, about like that? They will not, they oh Jesus, 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 help me, Jesus, 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 help me, Jesus, all the time. Jesus help me, but I ain't gonna do nothing. <laughs> It's, it's the, oh, how many times you hear this one It's all in God's hands. <laughs> of course, it's in God's hands. God's hands with your work. God is not going to help you if you don't help. It's not. That's not how it works. OK, um, you we when we I have got all, I, I talk to men and they'll go, well, it's just in God's hands. And then they just go off into oblivion. No, man, that's not how it works, man. If you're sitting in front of me, if you find me and you find yourself sitting in front of me, that is the Holy Spirit, dude. That is nothing else. Because we are trying to fix your marriage. And in order to do that, God must lead you to the person that can best help you. If you're sitting in front of me, that's me. God uses people. He doesn't really use spirits. He mostly uses people. OK, he uses angels. Very rare. He uses people. The Holy Spirit comes to people and the people come in your life and help you. So that's how you got to look at it. OK. Many um, So the second mission of a husband is to defend his home against the diabolical, the fallen angels, Satan. If he neglects this responsibility, he is not doing his job as God would have him do it. As a man, you are given the powers of defense and protection in your home. For this reason, your prayers are more powerful than anyone else's in the home. It's important that you understand that. Why are your prayers more important? Because you are charged with protection and defense. Your wife is not. Your wife is charged to the children, to nurture them, to teach them, to educate them, to nurture you, to protect you, to guide you. That is your wife's job. Your job is general. It works with the whole family, and you've got to understand your mission as a man when it comes to that. Don't neglect it, please come to the realization that for the rest of my life, I must engage in spiritual warfare. Why? To keep my home out of chaos, not saying that you're not going to have problems, but they won't be like won't be like marriage and crisis problems, which is the worst problems you can have. Okay? Next. Um, so. If you don't get it done and engage in a spiritual battle daily for your marriage, your wife and family, then my friend who will think about it. If you as the man who have given special graces by God to protect and serve and defend your family and you don't use those powers by what? Staying in grace, by going to confession, by engaging in the sacraments, by being know how to communicate with your wife, by knowing how to communicate with your kids by being, by being sympathetic and empathetic. If you don't understand how to do all these things, man, you you're not doing what God is having you do. Nobody else will. No one else cares about your family like you do. No matter who they are except God, and God is he's tasked you to do his will to so that he don't have to take care of them like that. He wants you to do it. Okay? So, how do I know that you are being attacked by the diabolical? Well, A man, just look inside the family. Look inside your family. Is your wife unhappy? Do you fight, argue, bicker? Has she asked for a divorce? Is she leaving? Is she avoiding you? Are you avoiding her? Are your kids disrespectful, unruly, disobedient? Are dogs in between you and the bedroom and the bed? (laughs) In short, is your home in chaos? And I have not even gotten to your finances, your job, your mental issues yet. And this is when you start to need some, some kind of person to guide and help you. When your problems get more than two or three, then it's time to get help to stop things from getting worse, to stop the damage. Um, people think evil is a, oh, this is one of my favorite things. People think evil is a serial killer, a rapist, a bank robber. Sure, these are facts. Okay, I'm not going to deny that. But evil, in essence, is anything that defies the will of God, the natural law, the Ten Commandments. And when we go against the creator and our disobedient, he allows the demonic in our lives to get us under control and again moves us towards him. This is how much God loves us. People don't realize if I do this little, you know, anything, anything against the natural law, anything, anything is evil. That's why there are mortal sins, which are huge, huge, which will get you in hell. Then there are venial sins, which are medium and small. There's a reason. Like the Ten Commandments, they are in order of importance. I didn't know that for the longest many years. I didn't know that. But the the Ten Commandments are in order from most important to least important. And so that's the same way with sin. Sin. Sin is their, their huge mortal sins, and then their little baby sins. But the, the thing about the, the, the venial sins, if we don't go to confession for them, they start to become mortal. They, they, get into, they lead us to get into the mortal, okay? So God gives us time to realize that we are not God, that we need him. That is true mercy. And in order to do this, he realizes the quickest way for us to understand this is to allow pain in our lives. Again, remember what I said earlier that Christ— is in charge of all temptation and all pain in our life, okay? You must understand that Christ is in charge of all of that, of the demonic in your life. Why? Because if he wasn't, the fallen angels would just kill us all because of hate and envy. Again, Christ only allows pain and temptation in our lives because we refuse to listen to the prompts of the Holy Spirit. How many times have you been in your life And he's about to do something wrong, and it's this overwhelming feeling said, Do not do that. Do not do that, man. You're gonna cause a lot of problems. Don't do it. That's the Holy Spirit. That's the natural law inside you. That's your guardian angel trying to get you to understand because you're gonna cause more damage than you do. Like when we in high school sleep with a girl and we're not married to her. When you're a virgin, Man, everything in your being screams, Do not have sex with this girl. All of your being screams it. But guess what? The more you do it, over time, we become stupid, right? Sin makes us stupid. We become numb to it. Which means what? We have turned our lives over to the demonic. That's how you got to look at this, man. This is not a it's not this is not unreal, it's not a joke. We have to realize how the supernatural world works. God is not gonna come and make you ban up and do what you're supposed to do. He's just gonna leave, he's just gonna send allow pain in your life. So one of the things too that you gotta understand, if your marriage is bad, which means you're not taking care of it properly, God will allow your that's why your wife is unruly. That's why your wife is unhappy. That's why your wife argues with you and challenges you. That's why your wife avoids you. That's why your wife won't talk to you and all these kind of things. Because we're not manning up and taking care of our job, being a leader, being a spiritual head, being the server in our home. Women ain't stupid. They will not follow a dud for long. They won't. This is how you know how good of a wife you have. If your wife's been for you for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, and you have not changed, and you're still kind of a, you know, we don't, you know, we neglect her, and you're not giving her attention. And she's you have a good woman. But she has a limit. She does. And eventually she's gonna be like, Look, I'm out of here, baby. I'm out. <laughs> you you keep on staying the same old dude for the next 20 years, but I've got I'm 80 years old, and I only got 20 years left to live. I'm done with this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So another thing with your kids. People think when you don't punish your kids, punish them, spank them, or whatever that you're being mean. Oh, you're mean, you're mean. You whipped your kid. You're mean. You punishing your kid. You took his cell phone away, blah blah blah. If you don't control your house, the demons will control your house. So what does that mean? God will allow the demon to come in your home and make your kids disrespectful, they will be unruly, and they will, they will be disobedient to you and your wife. And women think, well, I'll just be nicer to them. No, the nicer you are, because eventually, if your kids are disrespectful to their father, guess what? Eventually, they're going to be disrespectful to you. And they're be crowning your husband. You hear what she said to me? What you going to do about that? And your husband's going to go, well, you didn't protect, you didn't say nothing about me when she was doing me like that. <laughs> or if you are a man and you allow your son or your kids to hit your wife, you know, you got little two or three or four or five six seven nine ten year old kids and they hit your wife and you just stand there and go, oh, that's so cute. Oh, that's so cute. Oh, you see how he did that. You never allow anybody to touch your wife. Even your kids, you spank their butt and say, "Don't you ever hit your wife? She is your mother, she is the 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 queen and the partner and, and the lover of my my wife, and she is my guy, and no, you would not touch her, you know." Um, you you or or if you one of the ones that let your kids disrespect your wife, dude, that is not manly, it's not. Okay, so please. That when when your kids are unruly, especially your teenagers, people think, "Oh, they're just being teenagers." No, they ain't. That's your teenager begging you to get them under control. Discipline is what you do for somebody; it's not what you do to somebody. Discipline is a virtue. Why would God make discipline a virtue if it if it's see? We don't even know the the simplest stuff, and and it's not a problem that you don't know. But when we go against our instincts, we all know that our kids need their butt whoop every now and then. They do. They need to be punished. They need to be put in their room and, and put in their room for a week and can't come out because they did something crazy. Or you didn't give them 10, 20 chances to act right. You know, disrespecting you, if your kids will disrespect you in your home, just what are they going to do with a police officer, a judge, a lawyer, a teacher, a gang member? a stranger on the street. How are they going to treat them when they get mad at them? See, man, you've got to understand when, when we don't, when we don't get our house under order, it has ripples in our society and we send out knucklehead kids. <laughs> we do. So, but when they, under, but that is God prompting you through the Holy spirit to get your house in order. When your kids are unruly and disrespectful, that means the daddy ain't doing the job. And I'm telling you, as God, that's what he would say. I'm telling look, man, get your house in order. Okay. Now, some people they don't believe, they believe in whipping kids or spanking kids as a last, last resort. And I agree with that too. Hey, I give my kids three or four chances, whatever, and I try to take each circumstance. But when they get to a point that they ain't listening. And they get to the point where, look, you just trying, you just acting, like you just trying to be crazy. You just crazy. You just want a whooping, don't you? <laughs> they asking for it, like how we ask for hell, right? You know, God don't send us to hell. We send ourselves to hell because we don't conform. Okay. That's the same with kids. God will send the pain and the demonic in your home. is as, as a man, you don't lead it correctly. Okay. So, so, um, The reason as men and husbands, we must serve God first is for the grace he instills in our marriage and family to remove chaos and present peace. And the only way to this peace is through prayer, suffering, sacrifice by you. If you have turmoil in your life, unrest in your life, emptiness in your life, job, home, marriage, kids, financial problems, all of this is because your britches are getting too big and you are neglecting your mission as the spiritual head of your family. Hear that, hear that, hear that. All of this is because, I'm going to read that one more time, and I'm not even going to comment no more, because that's probably the most important thing I've said today. If you have turmoil in your life, unrest in your life, emptiness in your life, job, home, marriage, kids, financial problems, all of this is because your britches are getting too big, and you are neglecting your mission as the spiritual head of your family. Spiritual warfare is important and must be done properly and in grace or it to have maximum effect. If a husband is masturbating, watching pornography, having an affair, neglecting his beloved, engaging in pride, sloth, and mortal sin, his effectiveness as a man will be minimal in the defense of his home and marriage. In order to get our prayers answered, we must be in grace and sacrifice through prayer and suffering. So here's the deal. This ain't coming from Jerry. This is coming from a priest, an exorcist, who nobody's talking about. If we are in mortal sin, which means what? We have committed a mortal sin in the eyes of God, then our prayers mean nothing. I'm going to say it again. If we are in mortal sin... God does not hear our prayers because we have turned our life over to the devil. Why would he hear our prayers? We've chosen, we've chosen the devil. So God does not force himself on us. He gives us what we ask for. This is how you know this makes sense. Okay. Now, God does hear our prayer when it's to benefit us, our own selves individually. So if I'm in mortal sin and I am making a prayer to God, save me and help me be the better man and blah, blah, blah. Then I will get the grace of of him answering my prayer. Why? Because I am humble and I am showing faith and I am moving my soul back to God. This is why we need confession, because we are not perfect as human persons. This is why confession makes so much sense if you just analyze it as a man and as a woman. If you analyze it, we have to have someone say, I forgive you. Christ through scripture is scripture 16, 18, I think, that whatever you loose on earth is loosed on heaven, in heaven. That means whatever priests and bishops and the pope loose on earth in confession. If you are forgiven, then God, you are given by God. A priest is not a man in the confessional. Just like when a priest is on the altar, he's not a priest; he's representing Christ. He's representing Christ in the confessional. So, through Scripture, this is why priests have the to fulfill, uh, have the have the grace and the power to through God to 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 forgive your sins, and you feel so much better you have a weight lifted off your shoulders, okay? That's important. This is why when we are in mortal sin, God does not hear our prayers. He don't. Why? Because you we have chosen Satan. We've chosen evil, okay? Now, um, that being said, I'm going to move on because that's a, that's a hard one for people to understand. It was hard for me to understand too. But once I analyze and start to think about it, it makes perfect sense. This is why from a child, we have to be formed in the Catholic church. You've got to be formed in the faith so that when you hear stuff, you can say, you know what? I can analyze it. You know what? That's right. If like me before, when I was a heathen, nothing, if somebody said, man, God don't hear your prayer. First of all, I didn't care. (laughs) But then I'd go, what? God don't hear my prayer? Why not? What'd I do? Because I was silly, you know? So there we go. Um, the more we pray, the more the prayer buckets filled, and God starts to answer our prayer. So that's how that works. So prayer, we, let's, let's say, let's put it in marriage context. We met with us when, when we, as people mess up our marriage, us and our wife, it takes time for God, the Holy spirit to rectify that. So somebody in order to fix your marriage, somebody has to suffer and sacrifice, which is what prayer to get, to get to fill up that bucket of prayer because only God knows how much suffering is going to take to get the marriage back the way it's supposed to be, to get the prayer answered. So that's why it's good when your wife is helping you because you have more people praying, okay? This is why when... When people like say the president, like say uh, President Biden, somebody tried to uh, somebody tried to assassinate him and he was sick in the hospital. And then everybody will say, you know, pray for the president. And then the whole country starts praying for the president. If that is what's going to be beneficial for the company and beneficial for the soul of President Biden, then he will get healed. If he's not, then he won't. That's how the power of prayer works, though, but it has to be through the eyes of God and and looked upon in the whole universe and the benefit of the many. Okay, so um, the more we fast and control our flesh. I'm sorry. Yes. We must all realize that demons leave us alone. The more our minds, hearts and souls are lifted towards God in prayer, the more we fast and control our flesh and passions, the more the demonic remove themselves from our lives. Another thing many people don't know is the more you pray, the more you engage in, in the Holy Spirit and you and you talk to God and you're in prayer through the rosary, adoration, going to mass, the sacraments, all that stuff, fasting especially, the demons leave you alone. They, they go get some other poor soul that ain't trying to do right. The more you lift your mind, heart, body, and soul up to God, the more the demons leave you alone because they see that they're they're not getting through to you. Okay. That's an important thing for you to understand, especially as a man, gentlemen, please do not fall for the greatest trick ever perpetrated on the eyes of society. And by Satan to get you and many like us to meet me like you to believe that satan really doesn't exist this is a journey for fools right <laughs> bam if you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help visit com for an opportunity to work with me personally For free, yes, within thirty days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit save my catholic marriage dot com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit save my catholic marriage dot com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, save my catholic marriage dot com. That's save All right. All right. I hope that you enjoyed that show, the show today. I wanted to um, one of the gifts of a holy lover is entering the spiritual battle daily. So I'm going to come with this again. But this is just the general of the um, I'll get more specific with that with that gift. But I wanted you to really understand what spiritual warfare is. Um, And and I'm going to say I'm just going to say it, put it out there. If you want to know about spiritual warfare in today's society, there's no better person than two. The first one is Father Chad Ripperker. The other one is Father Vincent Lampert. Father Vincent Lampert is the the exorcist for the Diocese diocese, um, of uh, Indianapolis. So he's good, too. Uh, But Father Ripperker is the authority right now. Um, And um, uh, thanks, Matt. Thanks, thanks a lot, brother. <laughs> um, but um, I want you, you know, those two. So all you do, because I believe in sharing the knowledge. So if you want to know about, more about spiritual warfare, get on YouTube and go to Census Fidelium. It's Latin. So S-E-N-S-U-S-F-I-D-E-L-I-U-M. Census Fidelium. And put in Chad, Father Chad Ripperker or Father Vincent Um. Father Vincent Lampert and their videos will come up and do just go to town, just go to town. Um, and spiritual warfare, put in spiritual warfare, Father Chad Ripperger and man, some stuff will come up. Okay. Cause I want you, you've, you've got to understand that this is not coming from Jerry. The thing about me is I put all the stuff on the internet and put it into a program so that guys can follow that program the stuff that to get and get the best chance to get their wife back, and you put that in the program and you put a system behind it, and then it works. Um, so that's why I'm I'm giving you Father Ripperger or Father Lampert. There are other priests too. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying those are the ones who I really, and there are other priests who I really listen to too. Uh, but um, those two, when I get when I want to get my research on Father Father uh, Father Ripperger, is the one that I really go to and listen to all the time. So with that being said, we are going to end today's show because my car didn't call back. I'm so mad at him. That was just a man. Just call back. Just call back, man. Just call back. You know, my goals have at least one call a day. Just call back. You know, I, I'll ask your question. You could ask. You could have hung up again. I could have hooked you up, but call tomorrow. Call tomorrow with your question. Uh, don't worry about it. I'm just playing with you. But please, when you call, if there's a connection problem, that's not my fault or your fault. It's just, you know, that's just how it is sometimes. Call back, all right? Or, you know, that's, well. that's just the way it is. So today, we're going to end today with, as we always do, with our quote from Pope Benedict 16th Y'all think he's going to be a saint one day? Y'all think Pope Benedict's gonna be a saint? I hope he does. I hope he does. Um uh the reason why is because man, he was the bomb. He tried his best, man. He tried his best to fight, to fight the evil in the church, but he just got old, and couldn't, he couldn't deal with it no more, right? He's he just he just couldn't. Um and I understand that. I understand that. Um, so that being said, quote, society offers you comfort. But you weren't made for comfort. You were made for greatness. So go forth, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is upon you. Fast, pray, and prepare for battle. Thank you for listening in today. If what you heard helped you in any way and you would like more personal attention, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior marriage coaching. And remember to join the Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast as a caller or listener every Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern. To join as a caller, dial area code 313-RADICAL.